You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome back, everyone, once again to Kapow, the pop culture podcast deep dive on the show everyone is still talking about, WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. This is the show of the year, guys. This is this is the thing. So far. This is the thing. This is the thing. What a ride. No, that's all anyone was talking about. It's all the you know memes were being made. Yeah. And then here this here it is. It's been a week since it aired, our time as we're recording this. And like there's still there's an article every day. Every website I click on, there's an article. The creators revealed this yeah, this Easter egg we just found. Like it's still they're still mining this for clicks. Yeah, you guys even made me uh go back and uh and make a uh, uh it was a Pearl Mutter after all song. <laughs> <laughs> For the patrons. The villain, right, the villain of our podcast would be like Pearlmutter, so from day one of this podcast, maybe we didn't know it. So it was Pearl Mutter right. after all. All right, so we have yet to talk about episode nine, the finale. Um, our download numbers on the Wanda episodes have been better than normal. So thank, thank you all the listeners who are sharing our interest in this show. It kind of confirms, uh, you know, that we love, you know, diving into this stuff and figuring it out. So we're glad yeah. you're, you're joining us for this expedition. Yeah. <clears throat> glad to have you. Hopefully right, so, we answer your questions. Let's go through this episode. And let's Here make a goes. mess of it. Let's just, oh, let's tear it apart. And tell I'm going to tear it apart and put it back together. <laughs> and it'll be all white. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to think of a name. For that, <laughs> that, didn't, that probably doesn't sound right. But we might have okay. to cut that out. We're going to have to <laughs> explain yourself. Okay, so let's just go through it kind of beat by beat here so we can kind of keep track. Um, a lot of this episode, this was the big stuff. This is the action scene. You know, people who were came into this wanting another Marvel movie had to sit through a whole bunch of sitcom-y stuff. Well, now we finally get the payoff. We get the action. They got so, to sit through a bunch of sitcoms. Right, exactly. So... Uh, a lot of this stuff we're going to talk about happens like it flashes from scene to scene. So this might be a little bit out of order from, from, you know, this is not a commentary track, but well, I'll try to get to everything that happened, but it might not be in the exact order. We're going to talk it. Gotcha. Uh, started with the, of course, previously on WandaVision and they go out of their way to talk about these runes and how a witch mm. can't use, can't use their power which and I, I was thought, like, hey, Seth had that thought. Boom. I was like, yep, I called it. That's definitely going to happen. Even though I will yeah, say they, that they they cleverly revealed it. I didn't see it coming when it happened, even though that I didn't either. Even though I I'd called it, I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it when it happened. 
Yeah, you can usually tell what a show is going to focus on by the previously on, and that seemed like that that didn't seem important to to focus back on that, but uh, right. it was. So this this we picks up right where we left off. Wanda is fighting with Agnes, who has been revealed as Agatha Harkness. Um, she every bolt Wanda throws at her, Agatha is absorbing, and we got the you know the red chaos magic of Wanda and the dark purpley uh, whatever her her magic is, and she says, "I take power from the undeserving." So that's sort of that's her. As we said, she she wants to know how Wanda's doing this, where right. she's getting all this power from. As at the end of the last episode, we learned that she was the the you know you were the Scarlet chosen Witch. one. Yeah, she is the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I I, uh, I was trying to think about that because you're you're saying like I'm not sure what I equate a lot of stuff to D and D when I get when you get into magic and stuff and I I I had heard. Uh, Jack Schaefer, the showrunner, was talking about how they she calls says this chaos magic magic they uh, from like a school of creation magic where she's able to just create you know she created these people she's just so powerful to be able to do that but I'm not sure what school you would call what Agnes is doing but she's definitely all about stealing other people's magic and using it she well, has to have that to be powerful yeah that 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 was the, the whole initial, reason she came here is to get her magic right that was the initial scene of her back in salem with the other witches you know she's yeah, told yeah, yeah, yeah 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 because they had the blue magic right and she she whatever she absorbs turns it purple so this is her own personal brand all right so wanda is is starting to you know amp up the fight she's her hands are turning black and there's she's getting those mitch mcconnell hands like yeah. everything's <laughs> de- de- decrepit like yeah uh moving on um and so agatha says if you if you surrender your magic she'll let wanda keep her little corner of the world so just get you don't want all this power why, why do you want this so she says, you know, just give it to me and I'll fix the problems with this spell and you can live here. It's fine. So Wanda answers that by hitting her with a car. A Buick. Smashing into the side of a house. Was it a Buick? <laughs> she, has a, she has a type. It was a Buick. She's a, that, it's the Buick. It's literally oh, the was Buick. It, was it the I'm Buick? I'm pretty sure it's the Buick. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you're going to say it like, I had sent you guys a message saying it was very, uh, I was getting... Wizard of Oz vibes before this and yeah. how Vision is very he's all he's like he's the scarecrow and the tin man and the cowardly lion all rolled up in one and he even makes a couple comments which I'm sure they do that on purpose that's what makes me think of it but but then right. but then Agnes is laying under the car with her feet sticking out like the Wicked Witch yeah. of the East <laughs> I was like I was like ah I was Leo <laughs> And later on, like the marquee in the movie is Oz the Great and Powerful. So yes. yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're definitely playing into that. So yeah, she knocks Agatha out for a minute, and right then the White Vision arrives. 
Okay, right. wait. We decided, does that thing have it? Does it have a name? It sounds like we, we're getting we're betting on the Irish boxer. We're like, yeah, come on, White Vision. <laughs> All my money, uh, White Vision. Well, did yeah, they ever have, have a guys, name in the? Was there a differentiation in the comics of what, how they? I don't think they called him anything other than Vision. Yeah, and they just in called the credits, him. They, in the credits, they call that character Vision also. And uh, the have you guys heard any other names? I was trying to come up with the names. Uh, Frosty the Clone Man. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I thought Tidy Whitey because of the like the weird. He has weird lines in his crotch. It looks like he's wearing uh, underwear. Yeah, I'm going with Pale Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the first time Wanda has seen him, right? Yeah. So she's like, "Hey, what you're what's going on?" And he takes her head in his hands gently and then starts to crush her head. Yes, I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing you, crushing. So they don't get along right off the bat. Uh, so then the real vision swoops in. It's all right, Wanda. I know why you made this world, but this... I can fix it. Can you? So then we pair off. We have a big fight. We have a big Marvel-style fight scene. Yeah. So which, if you watch the little uh, documentary thing afterwards, of the they showed all the characters on wires being zipped around. And yeah, that was pretty neat. She says... Yeah, she says like she was. She's used to being the only flyer in a scene because you know, going back to all these movies, Wanda's been in. Not a lot of these characters fly, so having all these characters on wires being pulled in different directions was pretty neat. Okay, so from here we 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 check in on the sword team, and we see Hayward trying to cover everything up. Um. He thinks, hey, whatever vision comes out of there alive, we'll reclaim it. I'll get credit for you know, rehabil- uh, you know rehabbing him, and everything will be fine. No one will know what happened inside this hex, so it doesn't matter. He, he can get away with whatever. whatever get away with what? I want to I just because he, he's going down for this stuff. I, I want you to tell me what he did wrong. Yeah, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> what he did wrong? Yeah. He what's he in trouble for? Um for being bad. He's a bad guy. He's for being bad, right? Yeah. He's very mean. He's yeah. very mean. He, <laughs> he is he's extremely not nice. Very, he raises very his shouting. voice. Very because shouting. I decided I decided uh well, obviously he is uh editing the footage. And stuff like to make it look, you know, where she came in there. Oh, that's bad. Of course, then I thought, so she, she every, every time something happens in mm. one of her little sitcoms that she doesn't like, she just edits the footage. Okay, well, that, the show, the show well, is he, not. He not did try black and white. Tell us, he what? Oh, good, good. He good. sent the drone in and shot a missile at Wanda. Okay, 
So attempted murder. Attempted murder. Okay. He unloaded a clip on a couple of children later. Yeah. yeah. I know that he, another thing he did was he's trying to bring vision back. Another thing she's doing. Yeah. So I'm not, I, it's, they're, they're pretty tied in the things they like to do. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not pure evil. You know, the military Neither does need to deal with this. And then, yeah, and she is not pure good. She has a lot of blame, obviously. But, you know, Jimmy, I would rather Jimmy be in charge. Whether he's good or evil, I would rather Jimmy Woo take care yeah. of all this. But he's in handcuffs. He's yeah, he's in handcuffs at this point. Steals a phone and a and a uh, safety pin. Oh, Gets out of the cuffs. Got your peanut butter. Uh, uh, what time? What at what time do we made our first Riverdale reference of the evening? Ding. All right, so Jimmy gets out of the handcuffs with a flourish, which is a reference oh, yes. to his close-up magic days and training he went he put into uh, learning magic in Ant Man. In in Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, he calls Quantico. Betty picks up the phone. I'm sure. Uh, Stop. Two. Stop. That's two Riverdale references. Uh, so he says he bluffed Hayward that you know his buddies from Quantico would be here within the hour. So whatever he's doing, he's not going to get away with. So then he does call Quantico. So somebody from the FBI is on there. But they don't have time to come because the TBK. Killer That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're out with anybody. Anyone that came to us for answers better watch. <laughs> Yeah, so then we see everyone out in the bog with Reggie. Oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, back to WandaVision. Okay, so then we have Monica. And she's in Agnes's house in a man cave hanging out with Quicksilver. Yeah. What is this stuff? This is my man cave. Place to chillax, you know, while the missus is stirring up trouble. Who is not Pietro, her deceased brother. You fan of Steven Seagal? No. And but he's like he has his powers and stuff and he is keeping her captive there. Agnes doesn't live here. You do. You're Ralph Boner? Boner. <laughs> How is she controlling you? You want to tussle again? Hmm? Huh? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's feisty. Yeah, just because I don't think I don't think Agatha wants her you know, helping her. Oh. oh God! Please spare my life. Nice to meet you, Ralph. So this is hit the house that she. That Agatha's living in. Yes. With, uh, he's there. Yes. You know, we're written, and she had made reference to her husband, Ralph. Her husband, Ralph, Ralph who had never been seen. Right. Or had he? She, right. <laughs> Talk, you know, I've got to get home and cook supper for Ralph. That kind of like 50s housewife yeah. thing. What so, a gas. Yeah. So we see this guy's an actor with headshots and the name Ralph Boner boner is who he really is he is not pietro maximov he's just a guy he's a dick joke 
just it, a guy. He's Boner from uh, Growing Pains, man. Right. I don't yeah. know. That's that's the reference, I'm sure. Um, but he doesn't seem to know who he is. He's being controlled by Agatha. And uh, Monica does her eyeball thing and sees energy waves coming from this necklace that he's wearing. And she rips the necklace off and the real Ralph awakes and, you know, is like, wow, I've been a whole different person this whole she time. She unleashes the boner. So it was slight. It was a slightly uh, anticlimactic there when mm. we find out that there's no reason that it was this actor other than to mess with. And I've got to say, there, there a lot of people weren't happy with this finale. Th- to me, this was the biggest letdown. Oof. And I wasn't even like that worried. Like no. I wasn't really invested in Pietro or this actor no, or the, the multiverse nonsense. It was just a, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's what you're doing. Like, Can I say, well, let's just stop comment on that for a second because one, I've, yeah, I totally dug this finale and we had kind of decided that all these major things we, we're, this isn't our first rodeo, first off. So we know that it ain't going to happen, whatever we everybody's talking about. People over-expect, and you have to balance. I've heard, heard the phrase, uh, speculation without expectation is a good way to go. Have fun doing all this, but when it comes down to it, you're just going to get what, you know, a normal ending most right. of the time. The problem that I could see people have, and I have a little bit of a problem with it, but not en- enough that I'm going to mention it. This is the mo- This is the worst example of red herrings on purpose that I've ever seen in one of these. The the every usually when they red herring you, the whatever it is has some alternate explanation of why they did that, yeah. but. There was a ton of stuff that they used to point to something that just didn't have anything anything to do with anything else. There was so much devil talk and uh, trying to give you that Mephisto vibe or, you know, here and there. And there was so much like Dottie's the center of the town and yada, yada. And nothing with Emma Caulfield ever went anywhere. You know, there was just so much obvious red herrings and I don't like that. I don't like being messed with just to mess with me. I want them to have had a reason, a reason I didn't think of that. They said this, they, maybe it they means, set up mean a lot, they, but they hinted at so many different things and for none of them to pay off. Like, I think, I think it would have been better if they would have just gave a little something, you know, it didn't have to be a major thing. But all the speculation from, you know, every corner uh, of the Internet and then for not not to really get a payoff at all on any of it was, you know, it was a little like eh, you're you're playing with fire a little bit. Yeah. What what do you think about that, Jordan? I I would like to go back and rewatch it all as a a binge watch here at some point after I've let it settle and, you know, I, I forget some of it. Because I'm going to guess the show didn't really cheat and it didn't overpromise this stuff. 
I think we fed into a lot of that. We did. We are as to blame as, you know, we aren't as bad as some of the, the Reddit trolls, but, you know, we do a podcast, you know, what do you think this means? We pick right. apart every little detail. But so this I think is, just. It's partially due to it being a weekly episode format and not. Right. We drop the I, whole season on you. My problem is it's a fine line there between. I'm admitting that we do that and we follow these threads and that I'm just saying I don't want to hear to the creators giving it, you know, saying anything like sometimes they're like fans went too far. Where did they even get that? It's like you went to the Acme store and got your paint and you painted a big train tunnel on the side of a boulder. And when I walked into it, you're laughing at me because I did. You put it there. But to me, all the devil stuff and and those like that, it all fit the witchiness and the yeah. that. Like to me, Quicksilver is the is the the only That's example the that really thing. bugged me. That's because the that it thing. means something. You know, casting this guy in this way for this reason meant That's something. The, it's the most blatant and then say example. Didn't, and then say, oh no, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I but I, I still don't even mind it. None, none of it makes me mad. I just right. I just think they really push some of the stuff they were i think i guess the result of it the effect on me is that next time if it, i get another show like this very soon i'm not i'm not gonna dig too deep well it's a it's a little I, they might be really messing with me you know <laughs> because the show was so good i don't want it to be i don't want it to be forgotten and only remembered that Oh, we thought all this stuff was going to happen, then it didn't pay off. So now I don't like the show. When the and show that, in like, itself was great, which yeah. that's the way Lost is remembered. Lost was a great series. There were so many great episodes, but everyone just remembers that all oh, the end was a letdown. So it sucked. <laughs> it wasn't worth yeah. all that time I watched it. It's Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. That last season, everyone let everyone down. So boo! It was. It wasn't even worth watching. So like. I don't know. I I had I wrote something down about that in my notes, but I uh, what did we'll I say? Get there. Uh, Just back on the thread here. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll wrap up by <laughs> uh, how how disappointed we all were versus how satisfied. <laughs> all right. Um. So back to the witch fight. Uh, Agatha explains that there's an entire chapter in the Darkhold about the Scarlet Witch. Of course, Wanda knows nothing about this. She's like, I didn't train. Nobody taught me spells. I'm not a witch. I'm just, I just have this power. So, uh, she said, she confirms that the, this fabled being, the Scarlet Witch, her power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme, meaning Doctor Strange, the only, you know, magic character the Marvel Universe has introduced so far. You know, the main guy. She has more power than him, even though he is like a savant. Master of the Mystic Arts, that uh, just in raw power she has more than Doctor Strange, and then she says it's it's her, de- her it's her destiny to destroy the world, which I kind of forgot till I watched it this second time. That you know, she the says Dark- that in the show. Yeah, she says it's mm-hmm. Scarlet. According to this chapter in the Darkhold, it's the Scarlet Witch's destiny to destroy the world. Which you're like, oh, that's that's setting something up for the <laughs> for the future, I'm sure, and and. As it we could go be just on, this world could be the world she created. Uh, uh, true. 
But every as these conflicts keep going, Agatha keeps saying stuff like "You're gonna need me," "You're gonna like," yeah, or "You you don't know what you're doing." That you know, if you do this, it's gonna end badly. Like there's several little moments speaking to this prophecy that at least she believes, you know, Wanda's going to do something. But you know, she the Scarlet Witch isn't a, a good thing. It's a it's a being yeah. of destruction. I mean, that's so, exciting. Yeah, so to kind of prove this point, Agatha starts waking up the townspeople. And they start coming to and getting their own voices back and and just kind of come up, you know, 360-degree throng of people begging her and pleading with her, like, let, let me go, let my kid go. You know, please, you're hurting us. We we dream your nightmares. Or I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. This is like all of us. Like we also five days into being in the bubble, COVID bubble. We're like, just kill us. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't free us, kill us. <laughs> but pretty affecting, pretty affecting to me as a viewer. And it worked on Wanda. She 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 feels this pain. So uh, she opens up the hex to let – she's like, okay, go. You can leave. Yeah. But when this door opens, S.W.O.R.D. rushes in with a bunch of vehicles, and her family starts disappearing. Vision and the yeah. twins start breaking apart Marty McFly style. You know, their, their, their hands are waving their hands in front of their faces and disappearing. Now, that was kind of cool. It looked a little bit – if you remember the House of M comic – yeah. There's a famous piece of art of like, it looks like, you know, she's coming apart in like, it looks like Tetris blocks almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- yeah. that's the kind of yeah. the effect they used. It, it, it wasn't like the snap pixels. in the Avengers movies. It wasn't dust. It was these yes. weird pixelated blocks. I. So. So she closes it, right? Okay. She. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I can't lose my family, so she closes the door. Does back. this not remind you of something? Uh, I just want this, because uh, she is. Tr- this show can't decide. I mean, I love that, you know, bordering is she, uh, you know, good or bad. Obviously, she is good, you know, but she's so. Yeah, because fr- even at this point, she is. Well, the people are begging her, and she's like, No, you're fine. I, right. I made you happy. Everything's good here. Like she's trying to convince them they're okay. She when is it's extremely selfish and deluded. Yeah. Like, and and I, but the but all when I hear people like, oh, see, obviously she's bad. Uh, you know, I've heard a couple of people be like, it's you know, she's doing this. She is very selfish and lying to herself and has comforted herself with these you know, sitcoms and all in this world and all these people, she doesn't want them to suffer until it involves her not having her family. And I'm like, well, before you crown her villain, uh, you at the same time, you, you are sentencing Tony Stark because <laughs> I mean, Endgame is a, is a, one of my favorite movies ever, but he could have snapped everything back to perfect, except he had to have his daughter. And that, and because of that, tons of people suffered. Illustrated it very clearly. I mean, they're they're pointing this out in this show. 
uh, Monica comes back and did not get to spend the last couple of years with her mom before she died. And that's all because of Tony Stark. So it's the exact same situation of what Wanda is doing. She selfishly wants this family just like he wanted his family. So if she's a villain, he's a villain is what I'm saying. Oh, I've always said that. <laughs> that Tony's the, Tony's the cause of every problem in the Marvel Universe. But he created Vision, so hey, that's that's a plus. In this. So she... Okay, so at this point, the Visions are back to fighting. And the, this is... These effects are cool, like the phasing in and out, the the throwing each other through the ground. Like this is, it was good. Both battles are great because they do exactly what I want. This is where where some people are like, oh, it went back to the same old Marvel flyer thing again. I was like, no, because both of these battles are great. One, you have two women fighting, and I, you know. I'm not, not my favorite thing isn't the big battles, but still, it's nice to see after a whole season of not seeing it. And then they're flying around and it's two women and they're talking like saying things about that, about how, you know, something about whoever's going to be, a you know, something but mom jeans and there's, and they'll always stick pitchforks, way pitchforks at women like us and just all this female stuff that which is great to see and then with the vision you you have this cool battle where they are both exactly the same it's like you cannot once they're phasing in and out and one cannot defeat the other and then that's not even the battle they end up having right which i've totally when when, when this happened i was like i've heard the story before but i was like it is such a crutch to me go this jordan's territory I don't even have to think about this. Tell us all about the ships and stuff. Well, this, yeah, I saw that same criticism of like, well, it's like every Marvel movie has to end with a big CGI battle. And yeah, it did. But yeah, that was not a criticism for me for this because of the way both the battles ended. It it wasn't just who could beat up who. It was the mental twist. Right. So. Yeah, we have, this is when they fight each other through the library, and he says, you know, he's, uh, he, I'm using the pronoun he, you know who I'm talking about, Vision, the other Vision. So he says, he's not the true Vision, but only only a conditional Vision, he says. So he shouldn't, you know, the White Vision's mission is to kill the other Vision. And he says, I'm not Vision, I'm a conditional Vision. And he pauses a second and says, I request elaboration. So that that's going to be a meme forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I request elaboration. The ship of Theseus is an artifact in the museum. Over time, its planks of wood rot and are replaced with new planks. When no original plank remains, is it still the ship of Theseus? Secondly, if those removed planks are restored and reassembled free of the rot. Is that the ship of Theseus? Neither is the true ship. Both are the true ship. Well, then we are agreed. But I do not have the mind stone. And I do not have one single ounce of original material. 
Perhaps the rot is the memories, the wear and tear of the voyages, the wood touched by Theseus himself. I have not retained memories. But you do have the data. It is merely being kept from you. A weapon to be more easily controlled. For certainly you are the true vision for you believe yourself to be. That was once the case. But upon meeting you, I have been disabused of that notion. As a carbon-based synthesoid, your memory storage is not so easily wiped. May I? So it says, of course you've heard about the ship of Theseus. Right? So this is that, the old, the thought exercise that if you, he explains it better than I will, but if you have a, this ancient ship and you have to keep replacing boards on it, when every original board is replaced, is it still the original ship? And they decide that both are the true ship and neither is the true ship and they read you know it's it's that idea he logics him <laughs> he doesn't right. beat him down he logics him that like that your mission is ridiculous you're being used your memories have been taken from you so uh he said and the white vision says to to be a better weapon i am vision Regular vision gives him his memories back and unlocks whatever was, you know, being hidden from him. And it all kind of downloads into his into his memory banks. He just gets the data. He he's not getting any of the emotions. Yeah, he's not going to have the connection. Yeah, he will have the memories or the all the information, but he won't. He's going to. It's. I mean, if. They're obviously taking this from the comics as far as them being going back to a robotic nature, you know, for this pale bunny. <laughs> so after everything kind of clicks into place, he says, I am vision and blasts off through the roof. And that's the last no, we see. I'll, so like, I'll be back <laughs> again someday. <laughs> Frosty <laughs> the club. He did say he waved goodbye, said, don't you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have here, because he, he had a, one guy had a tear. It was like, issue, this is even an android can cry. You're looking for the source material and that. Yeah, what was at the theater? I remember I heard somebody say there was a, a Blade Runner call out on one of the theater at one point. And it's been for several episodes. Uh. Right? But the at whole the tears end, in the, the movie at the movie at the marquee was the Tannhauser Gate was the movie playing, uh, which is the a reference yeah. that Roy Roy Batty says in Blade Runner. Which yeah, that's that's another movie about androids showing human emotion. Uh yeah. So the team, you know, White Vision goes away. We get the family back together, and their little superhero. You know, we don't get the full Avengers. Uh, showdown, you know, round, you know, move the camera in a circle to show the whole team, but we get mom, dad, and the kids back. She says, oh, it boys, was, uh, it was uh, Eric. I want to call Eric, uh, texted me that, um, oh, are you going to show it? It's that, yeah. yeah he said, he didn't send me that exact version, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But he texted me that because I think one of their family's favorite movies is The Incredibles, and that is yeah. The Incredibles. Yeah, I that's, totally that's saw that it immediately. Funny. I was like, oh, yeah. Incredibles. Because before the last episode, he's, he said, which means the big bad guy was Syndrome. He said, <laughs> I was like, if the bad guy is Syndrome, you win everything. I didn't think when we get... Uh, well, I'll wait later. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So she says, boys, handle the military. Mommy will be right back. So the kids zip around and steal all the guns away. Uh, yeah, so the kids, yeah. so while, while the, the parents are fighting the their analogs, the kids are taking care of uh, Hayward's men. And Hayward just pulls his sidearm and unloads. He's just going to shoot these kids. I don't know. Does he think they're not real? Does he know that they're that they're invented? So in swoops Monica, and she absorbs the bullets. Which, I mean, we we kind of get what her powers are, but I don't know. The show did it. The show didn't do a great job of showing us exactly what her powers are. We did. I'm sure you saw this week that there was a deleted scene that uh, we would have saw her use more of her powers where. There was a scene filmed where she fought Senior Scratchy, hmm. uh, and he turns into an alien or some monster of some kind, or whatever. Hmm. Tur- turns into a monster, like a demon, demon, like, yeah. demon type thing. And so I assume that we would have seen her. You know, the more we see, the more it'll be clear. But yeah, they yeah there's a lot not- more. Yeah, we're gonna see her a lot more. But just like, yeah, yeah, this is just say, hey, whoa, she's got, she's crazy powerful. Uh, also crazy powerful is Darcy. She T-bones Hayward's vehicle as he's trying to get away. She says, have fun in prison for doing whatever it is you did. <laughs> now you've you've weakened my whole uh, belief in this show because I'm not sure what Hayward did anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that basically takes care of anybody who's who's not magical. So Wanda does the Age of Ultron mind trick on her. Mm-hmm. And we flash back to the 1600s again. So mm-hmm. we hadn't, Wanda hadn't done, you know, what she did to Thor and Cap and Tony, like she showed right. them their nightmares or whatever. So this is like going back to her trauma in her past. Uh and she thinks it's, you know, she's going to see all these people she hurt maybe and change her ways. I don't know. But it doesn't work. They turn into zombies and, like, attack Wanda instead. And they we have more talks again about, you know, the pow- power and responsibility or whatever it is. It's, uh, she's Uncle Ben, maybe. Um, oh, how's that? How, <laughs> man, how, how far we've come from great power and great responsibility. <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So she, yeah. So now Wanda's tied to the stake, and the the zombies are like grabbing at her, and she blasts with her powers, like stop it, and we're back to the 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 real world, and then we're having that crazy sky battle, just bolts of energy flying everywhere, and missing her. I was like, why is she yeah. missing her? Shooting very like wildly. Thick. Yeah. Uh, some some people look like a. A Dragon Ball Z episode of just these mm. insanely powerful characters just shooting energy blasts at each other. 
No, it wasn't accidental. It was the rune. It was the rune trick. She was creating runes, so another witch couldn't use her power. So Agatha's got nothing. She ruined that Agatha. (laughs) She says, I don't need you to tell me who I am. Reabsorbs all the power Agatha had stolen from her and turns it into a sweet new costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what was that? That's my was that a that's my disappointment in the costume. Uh, like is, a... Oh, it's fine, but I I have already messaged you guys privately, but we'll let the audience know. I'm not super thrilled with the costume. I like the blowout. She's got her hair blown out and everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever, that's great. I think that's called a glow up. Yeah, but <laughs> I. Don't I don't like when they are leaning into that leather X Men look that they thought they have to make it look real world, Dick Dick, and they uh, that and I feel like they've done a really good job over the cycle of movies this time since post X Men. Yeah, they have done a good job, I think, and I think this costume is one of the worst ones of leaning back that direction. It's not Scarlet. It is not Scarlet, first off. And you are calling her the Scarlet Witch. It's like, you, and you let us see that 80s costume, and it didn't look that freaking bad. You could fix that up. You could put make it those two costumes in a little in-betweener stage there, and it would look freaking cool. That On that Assembled show, she even said, she was like, if you told me I was going to wear the spandex and stuff, I'd have said I'll never do it, probably. But then by the time we got there, I loved it. And I bet you could convince her that's her new freaking costume. And she'd, uh, if you made it look not, you know, if they wouldn't, they were going costume there. There's an in-between stage. And I don't like, I feel like this, this is not far enough away from what she was already, was already her costume. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like Michael loved it. He has shared 15 pictures of it. What, well, what he, did you think? What did you think, Cliff? I think she's hot, you know. <laughs> Well, that too. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I thought on it's first maroon. on first watch, I I thought it looked good because I thought they had taken it further away from everything she had been in in the in the movie. She so had far. a loose perm. That's all. But they then, give her a loose. But perm. then, I looking at some of those photos, it. It wasn't that different, other than the headband. I just wonder. I want the that I, I watched that assembled show today, wishing somebody would explain it to me because I feel like, I feel like they could. Yeah, like I'm not in production of the show, and I'm sure it's hard. And I think they do a great job. So, if they, if someone from the movies could tell me why they can't do it, that they're like, no, we have tried every and it's not working, uh, and here's why, but. The problem is they showed me that Halloween costume and it isn't that crazy looking. It was it, just so simple. Yeah. And clean lines and like I this this new costume is I, I like it, but it's it's so busy. It's Buttons a million different and, shapes yeah. and the thighs have lines on them and everything. It looks like she's wearing garter belts or something. Like if she just had like plain colored pants and like a little flare, it looked like a cape or whatever, like but uh, yeah, there's just yeah. a lot going on. I, I mean, you could have her in spandex 
but covered up with a cape. Yeah, like you're saying, and just like that, uh, it could be tastefully done. And I just want to see somebody go for that. My biggest problem is I I want when they bring because like you're saying this whole all these prophecies about her. I just feel like oh, this is totally going they're going. They're following these stories. They're you know pretty obviously they're this is going to lead to mutants eventually. And when X the X Men come back and Marvel has control of this, I want fun X Men. I want colorful costumes. I don't want the leather. I, and I think I think if they would have taken their final product, the costume they had, and just made it red, it would have yeah. looked a lot better. It, I totally not, agree. The color, yeah, would have made make a big difference. Mm-hmm. I want not to know dark why. red, you can't not make brick red, le- not maroon. You can't just, tell me you can't make red leather, right? Michael Jackson did it. Riverdale, like Riverdale reference <laughs> number three. <laughs> I, you know, you can't tell me. So I'm just, I don't, I don't want to go on and on about it. I, that's just my take. I want, I want to be on the record that I want some colorful X-Men when they come. And I want, and I, I, I don't see why this couldn't happen. I was really hoping for it. I just feel like be, being comic book readers, we are used to like no artist would design that costume because they, they wouldn't want to draw it in a hundred panels. Because yeah. mm-hmm. comic book costumes are usually simple and mm-hmm. clean lines. You have to reproduce them thousands of times with the artist. So, you know, I, I feel like when it's in real, you know, uh, film version, they maybe go overboard. Like, look what else we can do. And I don't think you maybe need it. I, I think it's an improvement from her last, you know, just wearing a coat with the sleeves rolled up. Like, like I, I think it has been an improvement as we've gone, yes. but I don't think we're at the and, final, <laughs> final okay. stage yet. In a lot of ways, this conversation we're having is exactly the same one when we were talking uh, um, two weeks ago when we were talking about Lois and Superman and Lois, that new show on, on the CW, and that yeah, initial well, there's scene. Some, there's some uh, superheroes and have twin sons. Sounds a lot like this right. fucking show. Well, but but that initial first appearance of him in that show in the Superman costume from it's that 1940s Superman and it's just very simple, right? Yeah, um, fabrics we know, you know, spandexy type stuff, if but they it looks can great. Do that with him, and it looks right. great. That's what I'm saying. They can do that with her. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. At least we got the Halloween episode, guys. Well, yeah, they can we never take that, that from right. me. They can't. They 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 can't cancel my Disney Plus. I can watch that. <laughs> so, Wanda has won. She Agnes is on her knees, and she's like, well, "What are you gonna do with me?" She's kind of still kind of cocky at this point, and she says, "You're gonna need me again." Like to you know. Wanda doesn't have control of this situation and, and Agatha thinks she can bargain and she turns her back to Agnes as the nosy neighbor. She's going to stay in Westview and she's just going to become the character that she created, which that's fine. I'm glad they didn't kill her. I, you know, we, we want cat more Catherine Hahn. Yes. So I'm not sure point, where, Wanda, this play, where this town is. She's staying in. After everything slinked down to the, you know, at the end, I'm, yeah, I'm unclear. Point, Wanda drops the walls and everything, you know, the circus tents disappear. The town goes back to how it was. And her and Vision go home and put the kids to bed. 
in a pretty emotional awesome. scene. It's her saying awesome. goodbye to this family. Thanks for choosing me to be your mom, she says. He says, good night, chaps. So that, I thought that when I, that kind of stuck out to me. And I guess there's supposed to be like, she, because they want to, at the end, we hear their voices and all this stuff. Right. You know, we know these kids are still out there somewhere. I feel like that comment was necessary to show that even though they are creations of her, but so is any kid. And that this is just a non-traditional way to have your children and that they still have free will. You know, the, trying to say these aren't, these kids aren't just brainwashed idiots that she created. They are actually going to be considered her children, you know? So they, cho- you know, they, they don't have to just do everything she says. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm not saying they're not, they're not just Made up beings. Yeah, yeah. They have a soul. They have a. Right. They have something. And can I can I be petty for just a second? Oh, you, you got a minute. And, and I want to bring up Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, please. And the criticism we had for it, one of many, of Diana doing nothing, not making any choice, not being the driver of the sacrifice. That she she doesn't sacrifice her happiness. The man has to do it for her. This is the 180 for that. This is Wanda giving like, sacrificing her family, what what she's always wanted, because it's the right thing to do. This is the hero move. This is what Wonder Woman should have done. And it's strange that the the, the last two superhero things we've had had a very similar, you know, stay and live in your dream. And hurt people or give it up and you know be a hero. Right. I feel like they one did it way better than another. But oh yeah. Minute. <laughs> you still got fifteen seconds. You can elaborate. Now. Oh, the movie was way too long. It was like nine episodes long. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like all nine episodes of Wandavision would have been shorter to watch than that movie. Okay, so they put the kids to bed. One and Vision go say goodbye. This is where we get issue 58. Even an android can cry. The tear comes down the eye. Uh, he, and it's basically said, he, I, I didn't write down the exact quote, but it's like, I was a voice without a body. You know, I was a body without a brain. Like, the, I, who knows what I'll be next? It was basically like mm-hmm. later on down the trail. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time. So, yeah, the, I, we're, nobody's fooled that we'll never see Vision again. But it, it'll be a different form, and this is her vision. She says, you were the part of the Mind Stone I held on to. You were my grief. You were my love. You were my, you know, you were my hopes that she imbued into the sky, and she's got to let them all go. And he disappears, goes, goes into the ether. It was awesome. It was I, – I, it just – that – those two are just so great – greatly cast and the the chemistry they have and that sadness of that relationship ending was so well done and the whole thing closing in on them at the same time was just great it was all great so after that we have a goodbye with monica and they they say goodbye uh jimmy's hanging around darcy's already left 
Um, Wanda says, I don't understand this power, but I will. And she flies off out of Westview. And the long, long credits begin. Um, but, we, but don't turn off just yet. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, so I feel like this is where people, this is like the Marvel thing. The post credits are where like you get hyped for the next thing. Right, that's what it's always been. It's you know, yeah. ever, ever since this, yeah, this ever since science. yeah, ever since Nick Fury showed up in Iron Man. So this this is if if you're not deep into the Marvel uh, lore, this, you might not get what any anything that's happening here. But normally the post credit scenes don't really. It is just hype. It is just like what's next, what's going on. Which again, we talk about criticism. I feel like the fans kind of sacrificed. They wanted the whole show, talking about the X Men showing up or Mephisto. You know, they wanted everything mm-hmm. just to be. What's next? What's coming? What What's happening? But we just got a little taste of it in these post credit scenes. All right. So in the first, the mid credit scene, uh, Hayward is in cuffs. Jimmy Woo is in charge. He's telling everybody where to go and and what to do. And a lady comes up and tells Monica. They're asking for you in the theater, which I saw some people point out was kind of a nice meta line. You know, you, you need to be in Captain Marvel 2 and you need to be in the movie universe. The, you know, people want you in the theater. I thought, I'll take it that yeah, way. That's good. Yeah. Um, so she goes in and nobody's in there. But a scroll who – these are shape-shifting aliens. Uh, first scene these uh, this they were in like the second issue of Fantastic Four. They, they, these have been Marvel villains as far back as you can go. Yeah, since day one, these guys have been around. So these were the main characters in Captain Marvel, the movie from a couple years ago. So they are shapeshifters. They are an alien race in a perpetual war with the Kree. Who the Kree are, are key factors in the Captain Marvel's origin story. So it's all this. Romeo and Juliet type, you know, warring alien races. Um, but they're shapeshifters. So that's why it looked like a lady. <laughs> she looked like a regular human lady and then shapeshifted into this green thing. It says she was sent by an old friend of your mother's. He'd like to meet you. And she and Monica says, where? And she points up to the sky. So obviously we're talking about Nick Fury, Nick, right? Nick Fury, yeah. Because where we left him, he was... He was the head. It was, was a sword. Was he? Was that the alien version of sword out in yeah. space on a spaceship? So this is this is setting up Captain Marvel two. I don't right. know what else or uh, the Secret Invasion show they've talked about. Yeah, that, that involves these. Whatever comes first, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't much to it. That seems to be all it is. Just kind of a. Uh, a wink at these. Can these I com- com- say that this that? And uh, I, as far back as, as Captain Marvel, as I don't like their scrolls. I, I don't, I don't like the mask yet or whatever. And I, I guess I was originally turned off by the silliness of it in Captain Marvel, the character or whatever that was. You know, I don't know the slurping the drink and all this stuff. What maybe. Just I don't know. There's a real silliness they've done with these scrolls so far that I want it to be more serious. And like I really like the Secret Invasion comics and stuff. So so. we talk about maybe a wasted opportunity to make them, you know, really terrifying villains. 
they're like the one of the oldest, baddest villains there are. What you know? Let's yeah. not make a joke out of it. And they and they've kind of made them the good guys. These are like, yeah. In Captain Marvel, they are they yeah. are. Uh, so who's going to be the bad guy? The Kree. The Krees? Okay. I guess. And I feel bad for spoiling this. This was one of the 15 theories we spouted a couple episodes back where I said, maybe it's a scroll. Somebody had guessed. So then when I saw it was a scroll, I'm like, ah, crap. I wish I wouldn't have seen that. Because <laughs> it would, I would not have been like, whoa, a scroll. But I would have, would have been at least like, oh, interesting. You know, that's how I, I would not have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel it really spoiled it because it wasn't. It would not have got a huge reaction out of yeah, it. Yeah. Again, it was like, hey, something else from the Marvel Universe. Because they we don't all act, love. I think like maybe I maybe I just have a bad read of scrolls, but I expect more of a alien vibe to them, and they just act like people. You know, I mean, it, it, I know they can, but but it's like I just expect like a different voice or something than just hey, what's going on. I'm a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the credits rolled a few more minutes and we got the post credit scene. Opens up on a mountain range. We have to assume is Wondagore Mountain. Back to nature, creation magic. Right. So Wondagore doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. But in the comics, this is Wanda's origin story. That's where she was trained. I was waiting for that cow woman, the Bova. What was her, mm, her name? Yeah, yeah. Come but, in uh, with a drink or something. Yeah. So. Glass of blue milk. Right. Uh, that mean that that's that would derail this whole conversation if we explain <laughs> that whole word. But it doesn't matter. She's back. She's in a tiny little cabin in a mountain range, and she's sipping tea. And we see deeper into the cabin. There's an astral projection of herself studying. This book, The Darkhold, which you get immediate Doctor Strange vibes. Oh yeah! In the Doctor Strange movie, you know he took to he took to magic very easily, and there are scenes of him in his astral form studying as his body is sleeping. But you know, Wanda's more powerful than him, so she can get up and drink tea. She doesn't have to take a nap as her spirit form goes. So. Obviously, something Agatha told her got her hooks. At, you know, she wants to know more about this dark hold, and so she's she's studying up and learning. And I didn't catch it, but I saw someone say that the 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 Doctor Strange theme music is playing at this point. You, the mm. music they use in Doctor Strange is underscoring this scene. So I that's interesting. And then we hear some disembodied voices call out for help, and it's her kids calling for help. And the season is over. So, a lot of what we suspect is is right and is happening. There's going to be she's going to have to go try to get her kids, and I would assume that is going to make some sort of clash with Doctor Strange. He's going to, you know, they'll need each other to do whatever's going on. And I really, I, 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 I really haven't thought too much about but about it because they can go a hundred different ways and how they do this multiverse stuff. And there's so much in between now and then so many shows right. will, will affect how, what we think is going to happen then. So I'm definitely looking forward to that though. But those kids are definitely in the Dr. Strange movie. It was there in London. It's filming in London right now. And those kids are there mm -hmm. on Instagram. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Okay. So that felt a little bit, uh, this was so emotional, this ending. And I said, knowing Vision will be back at some point. And then, you know, we could assume the kids will be back, but then to immediately, you know, she just sacrificed her kids and immediately we know they're, they're out there somewhere and then she'll, she'll eventually get them back. Like, I don't, I don't know that we needed to immediately have that happen, but I don't, yeah. I don't know what else you would have done there. I, I think it's, I think it was supposed to have a bigger impact in the fact that she should have thought they were just gone. And then here's them. And it's like, that should be like a big deal that we were just like, yeah, of course. They are. <laughs> I didn't see in my notes here that I, for, I didn't mention that there was also the wizard of Oz connection of going from black and white to color. So we didn't, like I said, there was a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of interviews and stuff. Like we said, the, there was going to be a scene with Senior Scratchy. Like, so the, there's, I'm sure there's still stuff. And I saw one headline was like, people disappointed in the Quicksilver reveal should just be patient, says producer. So, and so. so like, I don't know. We're like, the show's over and done. Like, it is what it is. Like I, I don't think we need us, the producers don't need yeah. to come out and start apologizing for it. No, like, no, no. Well, it's fine, guys. Please. I thought it was it's a great show. I I'm I wasn't disappointed at all, really. That kind of stuff. It's fun to speculate. I just thought thought they pushed stuff a little bit hard on trying to drag us down a lot of different lanes. Yeah, I, I said I I was kind of let down by the Pietro thing. Was about the worst I could say about this show. We didn't get an answer to the witness protection thing. That was a that was a path that obviously yeah. didn't mean anything. We just kind of were trying to figure it out, but there was nothing to figure out. I heard a, I heard them explain it. One of the showrunners, I can't remember what they said. It was very nothing. They were just like that was such a throwaway. But we forget, you know, that every line is analyzed, and you know, and we you're gonna miss one here or there. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I watched this last episode. It was, I had, I normally watch it. I st- when this show started, I would watch it Friday afternoon while I was eating lunch at work. Mm. And then it became so spoilery. I watched it as soon as I got to work on Friday because I didn't want to get spoiled. Mm. I'm awake. I woke Nick up in the morning when I got home from work. I would, I would come in the last few weeks and say, get up. It's it's freaking seven thirty, you know. We're watching this before. I'm not getting spoiled. So this last episode, Thursday night, I happened. I fell asleep on the couch, and when I woke up, it was like four thirty in the morning. I had slept most of the night on the couch. I was like, "Oh my god, I slept." Oh, I could watch Wanda. (laughs) So like, because they they debut at three a.m. and I was like, I had already slept like six hours. Like I got pretty much a full night's sleep. I was like, I could just watch Wanda. So I watched it at four thirty that morning. And just and like I said, I normally take I normally take notes throughout it, and I'm usually watching it at work. I have to keep pausing it as customers come in. I pause it to take notes. The radio's playing, so I was like, I can experience this last one. I can just sit and watch it and enjoy it. And then when I got done with it, I still wasn't tired. So I'm like, let's check Reddit at six a.m. So to, for all the real hardcore fans that are yeah. the people on the West Coast who stayed up real late. Or the people who got up real early. These are the people with really strong opinions. And like I say, it was not a good reaction. These type of fa- these were the people who were mining every every you know frame of this. 
and they were not happy. This sucked. It was bad writing. It was terrible. Oh, they tricked us. It was that's the they 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 took these Easter eggs as a promise that was they were supposed to keep, and that some promise got broken to them. And it's like, you know, I, I can't tell someone how to enjoy a show, but that that's not what this was. And we we have spent hours and hours, you know, dissecting this. But I don't have those same feelings. Like no. anything, that, like it was my own fault that led me down these crazy paths, and it what that's not what the show was, and that's fine. And I, I don't, I'm not owed what I want the show to be, right? Right. right. Yeah, I, I agree. That's they'll get over it. <laughs> but I just feel like so many of this. It's like, especially with these Marvel shows, it's not. Okay, so this this was not this was the first show, right? We don't know what to expect. This was not a Marvel movie. So what you get from a Marvel movie may not be what you get in these episodic things. So this was a small story with a very small this was to focus on these two characters and their love and their history and their grief and their loss and like that's what the show was. It was what about What good does what good does it do? To bring in some huge character at the end that now is baggage that has to move on to the next thing. They don't need that. Well, again, we should have known right away that there wasn't gonna, that the that the way things are moving now. They they think about how we don't need to bring in some powerful male character at the end and take away from the fact that we had perfect perfectly good female characters headlining the big battle there and why does that why do we all just expect a mephisto or a nightmare or something to show up at the end when it doesn't just because we're trained that's the way it always goes it doesn't have to this is totally content and they they make an effort to not as much as they try to uh get you tied to the next project they leave they try to leave it as vague uh, uh as few strings as possible other than that so that there's more to be revealed later for the next show, for the next project. They don't have to, it hasn't all been told. Yeah. Cause the last, the first couple movies Wanda and vision were in, they could never have foreseen this. Right. So if they had tied down exactly where their future would be, we wouldn't get this. If they had said, Oh, here's all this hit and stuff. So I just, I, I always look at it. Like I talk about, you know, customers, talking to me and like you know before this stuff comes out they want to know everything and it's like do i i question sometimes do you even enjoy what you get i I mentioned this on two different podcasts that i thought people had over they had too high expectations on what they wanted to happen or hoped would happen and weren't going to enjoy what did happen so i i don't like being right and how how i don't like people not enjoying the show because i want them to but there just seems to be these people who j- they just need the plot. Just tell me what happens. If they can read it in a Wikipedia article, tell me everything that happens and who's in it and who cameos, and then move on to the next thing. And it's like it's it's this like free train. Go watch, of go just, watch comics explained and just go just watch. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Again, you. you don't you don't even have to read the comics anymore. You just tell me what happened and I'll go on. And it's like how much content are we getting this year? We're getting you know, half a dozen shows and a whole bunch of movies. And it's like, there's a lot of content. We'll get to it all. Can, can we just enjoy the, what we have? 
Yeah. I, I just, I, it's not about the, this was not about the plot. The plot is there's witches and she creates a fake world like that. It was about the, the emotion of it and, yeah. and the, the family connections and the characters. And like, if, if you were disappointed in the plot, I feel like you, you missed all the great stuff that the show yeah. was really about. It's, it's like my kids in school. They're, they're being taught what's on the test and everything else falls to the wayside. Right. All the interesting. Yes. Yes. So yeah, if if all, if all a Marvel property is to you is how does this connect to the next movie? How do we get from movie a to movie C we're in movie B now. So we got to connect them. Like if it's, if that's all it is, it's just puzzle pieces and Lego pieces you're putting together. Again, if that's how how you enjoy this content, okay. But it seems like you're missing something. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a reason. These are billion dollar franchises, and everyone in the world's talking about these. Like it's it's not just because of this fan theory you had and how clever it would be if this person cameoed. And I, I I don't know. There's just there's there's art to it. It's not just it's not just the the commerce and the plot of it. Ah, so where's Vision? Where'd he go? Buy a surfboard. He's at home washing his tights. Buy a surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd make him mad. All right. Well, I freaking loved it. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I really was not... What I thought it was going to be, I did. It d- just didn't really dawn on me that we were going to get such a high level of television show, and it's like amazes me. I, I it ha- gives me a new perspective on what these other shows are going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I was watching a little bit of the uh, the Disney Plus uh, assembled show today, and. I found it fascinating when when they were filming the the sitcommy stuff, especially the the Dick Van Dyke uh, ish stuff that that those episodes. And they were talking about using making it look as authentic as could be by using the old hot lights um, and, and the way the the set was colored or painted and all that stuff that you would never see in black and white, but then how they used the live audience and they filmed with the live audience and, and down to the, the old wooden chairs, the audience was, was sat in, but they then they dress up and like <laughs> the audience was even dressed up in period. They show the audience and they're like in period clothing. And they show the crew and they're in period clothing. And I just thought that was, that had to be so fun to I make. It, and her talking about how when in her training, like uh, that was one of the things that they would do. Oh, let's do like this kind of yeah. thing. And it's like to actually get to use that and stuff. It was just, it's so interesting to see behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that they do those shows now on Disney Plus. I can't wait. All that background I, I'm ready for, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier now. Like, it doesn't have to be anything like WandaVision. It can be its own thing, too. It can be a buddy cop 
show or whatever it's going to be. I think it's going to be uh, that, but something more. Like, but I'm ready get... for it. Like, uh, let's. Oh, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> Except I have a, I have a take. I thought of something. Is it the is it the most Kapow show or the opposite? I'm sorry. Okay, so hear me out. It's a show about three people. Yeah, you know, Bucky, Falcon, Agent 13. And they all knew the same guy separate <laughs> times. Yeah. And and they now that guy went away and they all have to hang out together. And and you know, yeah. I, I was thinking about that, it was like, and then I decided, or is it the opposite? Because because it's like in our situation, we're so happy to finally be getting something out out of this friendship we have with Michael. And they're all upset, like they're jealous of each other. We're just thank God. Yeah. <laughs> finally, the payoff. Hmm. <laughs> I was can't wait! Can't wait till that. the show debuts. We can figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if if you can't get enough of this stuff, like we mentioned before, an hour documentary called Marvel Studios Assembled. It does the behind the scenes of all this Wandavision stuff. It talks about the music, the costuming, the special effects. Uh, it's got some really cool behind the scenes footage. And I like these people are all very charming. Like Elizabeth Olsen mm. was very sweet in her interviews. I love her voice. I could just listen to her just yeah. talk. They all call her Lizzie. Whenever you hear any of the people that worked Lizzie. with her uh, on podcasts and some of us, she uh, they call her Lizzie. Lizzie, this Lizzie. Catherine Holland calls her Lizzie, and uh, I was like, that's cute. Uh, she talked about being on the set of Full House, like you know, growing up on a TV set, all that stuff. Um, and there is also some new entries in the Marvel Legends shorts. We yeah, I watched about. those. Yeah, today they were all little good. five, five to ten minute clip shows of these characters. So we had we had a we had a Vision, we had a Scarlet Witch episode, just going back to the old movies and what you know if if you hadn't seen them in a while or maybe you missed it, it kind of recaps their origin. So we've got four new ones before the new show debuts. We got a Falcon, we got a Winter Soldier a Baron Zemo and a Sharon Carter. So you can see where all these people, how they've interacted, you know, how they got introduced in the movies and just, uh, uh just a re- nice refresher course on Disney. Mm-hmm. Plus for these. Those are good. So yeah, we, I'm sure we'll talk plenty. I, I have a feeling these, the Falcon winter soldier won't be as in depth mm-hmm. of a, uh, a discussion, but we'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty to say. I, I, I have, am getting like i mean that that's a, a very show that should be for me like i mean come on uh that is my bread and butter's cap and all these characters so i'm hoping you know and i like i like them and they're all well cast and everything but you know i hope i i'm getting the vibe that it's a it is not going to be this buddy cop tension thing for very long. I think that 
they're going to really investigate what they did in the comics. Like who, who can in this world today, who can wield the shield, you know? And I think there's going to be some, uh, even, you know, even how in game left off, like he does, it doesn't feel right. Him having the shield it is the world going to approve of it and things like that. So I'm hoping they take it in that direction and really, really push the envelope. Should be good. I hope Zemo's mask gets glued to his head. I hope, yes. I hope they can't find Pace Pop Pete to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, yeah, I'm sure that show will be a little more straightforward, uh, less uh, 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 trails to, to, to run down and try to figure out. Which I just, I just noticed. I had one, one more note. Uh, is this is a very good start for mutants in this world. If you look at it, the way Wanda would be hated and feared after what she did in this town and the dirty look she was getting from these people. So if we are introducing mutants into the Marvel universe and Wanda's the first one, that's, you know, that's the whole thing. Mutants are hated and feared uh, by, by the humans at large. So there we go. One last, one last thread to, to pull, to pull on this uh, delicate sweater. But hey, I just I I just want you to enjoy what we get because it's amazing. It's a we, different world. We we have spent our entire lives reading about these characters and and said, like, I, I, if you had told me at any point in my lifetime that a show the show like this would even exist, a superhero sitcom. Well, not even that. What is not streaming? A, I don't understand. Not, not even that. Listen, this isn't. This is. We have to really take take into account. This is the B squad. This is as B as you can get. Marvel had characters. Yeah, you know who they couldn't use? Spider Man, right. the Hulk. They they'd al- already used used up. They uh, X Men. They couldn't even touch them. So they're like, I mean, there was literally articles in two thousand eight. Get ready for the B squad. You're gonna get. Oh, ever heard of Iron Man? Thor, Captain America. These are characters in the Marvel Universe. It was like how we felt when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy. We were like, wow, how are they going to make them as cool as Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America? <laughs> you know, and they they did it. It's just like, and to see, take that to this degree, and it's like, forget about all those other people. These are the cool, you know, Marvel knows what they're doing. Like, the Disney knows what they're doing. It's like, we're, we're so lucky. This past week, every talk show, every night had somebody from one division on it. You know, Conan Le- uh, Letterman. Wow, I am old. <laughs> oh my god! The Jimmies, all the Jimmies, and Johnny. all they're like, and, and every host was like, "This show's amazing. I watch it with my kids. Tell me something." Like, like everyone was talking about this show in in Hollywood and in small towns, in comic shops, online everywhere this was the biggest thing going and it's 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 um it's ridiculous on its face that it would be but i i i don't know i should stop being surprised what they're able to what marvel's accomplishing and in contrast dc's going we've got joker and joker and we have joker we have a joker the snyder cut is coming guys it's they're gonna they're gonna everyone will be talking about that for weeks turn all around get ready <laughs> but yeah i just i when then so 
this joy I feel at just that this even exists and that it's so good and we're enjoying it and we can talk about it for hours and not get bored of it. To, to see every million YouTube videos about Easter eggs and what you missed and what you need to know and what should happen and what shouldn't happen. And it's like, I, I just, I feel like it's okay to take someone aside. It's like, it's okay if you, if you miss something. It's okay if you didn't get every exactly. single reference. Later you when you yeah, go go read the comics and then you'll pick it up then. There'll be a little treat then. Ugh. Yeah, so it's it this show they make them very user friendly. It's very easy to dive into as a newbie. Even we are twenty some movies deep. It, it would be difficult it's we can't even keep straight of all the stuff that is, and we're trying to like <laughs> we, we are trying you know trying to be experts at all this stuff. So I don't know. I just feel like I don't want there to be a barrier to entry of like, oh, I heard this show was good, but mm, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'll miss something. It's like, just watch it. Enjoy it and and go with the flow. Whatever you get out of it is great. Mm. Better stop there. Yeah, we're, we're far into it, guys. He said he says at the end of an hour long podcast about every idiosyncrasy like. Stop taking it so seriously and just enjoy it, he says, from a, his podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've made any sense podcaster. at all, but I just, I just like, it does annoy me. We're like, and I, I've said this a million times, like, we watch these movies and we review them and we spend an hour and a half picking everything apart. Well, we kind of liked it, but they should have done this and then this. And then a year later, I see it on cable, and I put my feet up, and I just watch it, and really enjoy it. And I never think about all those nitpicks that I had. So, like, I want to go back in a few months and rewatch this from the beginning, and I'm sure I will love it. Mm. And I, I and anyone who is disappointed in it, I, I feel bad, because mm. they might not do that. Like, well, Mephisto wasn't in it. Screw it. I wasted my time. Like, I don't want anyone to feel like that. I want them to just have something they can just enjoy out of it, big, big or little, they're no matter all, how much the, you like it. They always want something more. There's not going to be any satisfying them. Like that, those, those type of fans, like just want, they want to be right. They want to be me on Westworld. They want to have, have guessed it right early on and have all their predictions answered. That's what, that was, that's my, crowning glory one season of television i actually got right and i was able to do what these people want to do for one season i've never been able to duplicate it <laughs> but it but it's like it's like i know what they want you know you can't normally have that so just chillax you know it's gonna be just how cliff feels when, when they realize veronica out. veronica had her eggs harvested <laughs> Right. right. When when TT gives birth to Veronica's baby, right. Cliff is. I'll be on top be right of the on. world. <laughs> top of the world, Jerry. <laughs> All right. Before this turns into a second Riverdale podcast, <laughs> we should probably go. But WandaVision's over. Who knows if we'll ever get a second season? Who knows if any of these shows will be as good as this? But we had it, it existed. Hmm. And it was a moment in our lives, and now it's gone. And an android's about to cry. But I'll be back again someday. <laughs> I didn't know how to end this, but that's the perfect way. That's it.
All righty, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our ramblings about this amazing show for all nine episodes. We'll, I said, we'll be back. Whatever Disney Plus throws out at us, we will be back to talk about. And we hope you will be there with us. Thank you. My name is Jordan Below. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.